When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Clinton Yates filling in for Travis Rogers. T-Raj out in Phoenix, Arizona. He's getting some sun. That's what he does. T-Raj always he's getting his tan in. He said by the time July comes, he wants to look a certain way. So that's very important for him. He took Day's a few days tan. off for of that. I believe that's what y'all call it. So that last promo that just ran, and it was talking about uh, Mace was telling, I think, Sedano about the F-bombs. Mm-hmm. Bro, I didn't, get to, I didn't get a chance to drop an F-bomb. And I and I look I looked back at it when it was all said and done. I'm like, how did I not get one of those? I think that was one of those things where like you know how sometimes like you... I want to say it right now. Can I just say it right now? Let it out, and then we'll edit it. I thought a couple of them were kind of forced. You know what I mean? And some of them were kind of like you know trying to be a little too loose at the. I I didn't feel the need to curse. You know what I mean? At at, at any point, I, I could have done that when I you know welcomed our you know opening chapter of the handsome man community. 710, yeah. uh, you know, the 710 chapter. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel the need to do that. I didn't need to bring that energy to the Oh, stage. I had plenty of moments where I felt like it was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of moments no, you know. where I felt like it was necessary. Let, let's take a quick phone call here and then I uh, want to get into some Lakers stuff. JC and Ventura. JC, what's going on? How you doing, Slee? I, I just want to let you guys know right now I'm coming off a five-day bender after the results over there at the Mandy's that set me off. Then had to listen to Freddie Freeman crying about his ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get over this weekend. I cannot believe that we did not win the Ashley Award. Uh, I kind of feel like a Republican. I want to recount. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what you can do if you want to. You know, love the politics. Revitalize. Let, re- let's get <laughs> let's get all the politics in. No, if you want to revitalize your energies, you can come out. To All-Star Friday night that ESPN LA is doing, by the way. We're doing live broadcasts all day. I am fired up for yeah. this event. You ready will, for this one? I will be playing first base as I am the only person at this station that owns not one but two first baseman's mitts. So I mm. automatically get okay. to play the position. Mm. That's how that works. I am pumped up for that. So anybody wants to come out, if you feel bad about what happened at the Mandy's, let it out on the ball in our softball game. Sure. Yeah, that, that's going to be uh, – that, that's the next – that's basically the – the next event after the Mandy that's Awards. That's my be a fun Super Bowl. One. The yeah, Mandy's might have been Kaplan's Super Bowl. All-Star Weekend, MLB, softball, live broadcast. You don't mind us? fired up. I'm bringing multiple bats. If you said, hey, I'll pick any event that you want the station to do. But we got to get a basketball game in. How have we not played a game? Remember, they did this years ago. They did yeah. the celebrity basketball game. They do it right here in L.A. Live. Right. That was like six years ago or something like that. Got some new blood. Might be time to refresh that. Yeah, I think it might, it might be time. Okay, so... Couple things here. First off, make sure that you tune in. All show for your chance at Bash for Cash. How to win? Predict the Dodgers or the Angels player to hit a home run for tonight's game, and you'll win tickets to the MLB All Star Saturday Night festivities. If you also predict the right inning, you'll get a bonus of a hundred dollars cash. So nice of Clinton Yates to put up a hundred dollars of his own money oh, to yeah. do this. Yeah, you know, I just dropped another hundred on the ground. Just joking. By the way, when when you think about this Bash for Cash, yeah, there's some. I mean, between the Angels and the Dodgers, you got a good chance to win. 
Sure. Think about They're all actually the, playing baseball. That's another but think, story. Think about all the guys, whether it's Otani, whether it's Trout, whether yeah. it's obviously a few of the guys that the Dodgers have. I know Mookie not there, but certainly some other guys. Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Right. Yeah. There, there's certainly some players there. But that's kind of – that's very odd that we're doing this, and you got so many different guys that you could choose from. We had a winner yesterday that, that picked my Trout. So uh, good job on that. So make sure to listen. Yeah, uh, make sure to listen all day. Okay. So free agency starts tomorrow at 3 p.m. I'm going to paint a picture for you, and you tell me if um, – you just kind of give me your thought, your initial, initial reaction on this. There's some okay. rumors that Blake Griffin um, could potentially be one of those players that comes – So he has interest in the Lakers, the Bulls, the Heat, and free agency. This is coming from an executive. Um, if you're Blake Griffin, and let's just say at this stage of his career, he's made a lot of money, and, and you know – the financial part of it is not going to be as important as it is to being on a roster that he feels like there's a fit for him, that he can play some minutes, and then hopefully most important, he's got a chance to win an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. You make a case for me why a player like Blake Griffin or some of these other players that will be available in free agency that will take less money or maybe they'll sign just for the minimum – why do you think this upcoming season they would give the Lakers consideration? Or if you don't think they will, tell me why on that one. So the glitz and glamour of Los Angeles. You can come to the city, all sorts of marketing opportunities. You're the biggest deal everywhere you go because you play on an NBA team. You're going to be instead and in line with a lot of guys that are going to win the championship. Everything we know, you're going to get to play in the crypto. One problem, that team is now the Clippers. That team is not the Lakers, as evidenced by guys like John Wall, who are willing to come back and take mid-level exceptions. The route, the path to victory for the Lakers in terms of getting back to the championship is very murky, Alan. And mm-hmm. we can talk about, oh, yeah, they had a piece here, they had a piece there. And then, look, they're great. I, I, don't, I've, I did not believe that last year, and I certainly don't believe that this season. Coming back, Kawhi. Paul George, mm-hmm. John Wall, all those other pieces. The Clippers right now are the best-built team in Los Angeles if you're thinking about getting a championship, and they are also the better destination for guys like Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's obviously not going back to the Clippers. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is if you did sort of one of those blind uh, resume things and you said, here's age, here's points, here's years in the league, here's whatever, and you just started slotting people to different places, this – would be a smart situation for a guy like a Blake Griffin to go back to the Clippers. Him specifically isn't going to happen, but the point here is this. As much as the Lakers can point to the past as to why people might want to be a part of their franchise, Mm -hmm. I think the issue with where they're going is why the free agency period is not going to be as robust as they thought because, sure, I think Darvin Ham is a good guy. Sure. I think a healthy AD plus LeBron can be something. And sure, I think Russell Westbrook, after motivating himself, after opting back in, might be able to be the player that you want to be. But I'm not taking that over pretty much any other situation. I'm in the top eight team in the West. I'm just not. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that they're not going to be any good. It just means that their opponents are better. And that's something that we've noticed a lot in the Western Conference in the last two years. So, and I'll read the list to you because you're right that the Clippers – wouldn't be on this list as far as for Blake Griffin goes. But the Bulls are on there. The Heat are on there. It's more the concept for you that John Wall chooses the Clippers, let's say hypothetically over the Lakers. Right. I had Yovan Buha came on, covers the Lakers for the Athletic. 
we were having a conversation on Monday on Lakers Talk, and he was trying to make a case. It's less to do with that. It has more to do with he's going to probably get more opportunities with the Clippers. I actually disagree with that. I fall more in line to what you just said. Opportunities to what? Opportunities as in, like, actual playing time. Like, actual, hey, they need him more than the Lakers would need him. I don't agree with that at all. I I don't either. I actually, I I think that, I think there is something to this because a couple years ago, you could have made the case that guys want to come to the Lakers because they're ring chasing, right? Like, this is common. Guys get further in their career. It's nothing new. But which destination do you want to go to? The list for Blake Griffin, if it's Lakers, Bulls, and Heat, Miami should be on the top of that list because I think they're the closest to a championship if your priority is just winning, right? Okay, yeah. The Chicago Bulls, okay, interesting. They got injured at the end of last season, and they were missing a lot of their key guys. They got off to a really good start. I don't I don't think they're a championship contender, but who knows? Maybe they're, maybe they're a team fourth or fifth in the Eastern Conference, something like that. Right. The Lakers are the team that, Listen, man, if I, if, Clint, if we're having an honest conversation about the Lakers, and Travis and I were doing a little bit, this, a little bit of this yesterday, my expectations this upcoming season, they are so drastically different than they were a year ago. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it, even if it's the same roster, they're drastically different. But I, I want to take it kind of a step further because when free agency starts uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m., I think just, just – naturally there's this excitement to free agency. I think the NBA has done such a fantastic job of making this one of the premier events that the NBA showcases. I, I don't agree. I don't think there's gonna be this, you know, I, I I just don't feel this vibe that there's gonna be an incredible amount of excitement by the time free agency's over for the Lakers. And a lot of that just has to do with how they finished last year. There's a lot to prove to show that you're a team that's actually competing for something. And they're they got two hand they got one hand at least tied behind their back because of that forty seven million dollar contract forty seven million dollar contract for uh, Westbrook. Okay, well let's get specific here, Sleep. I mean, who do you think Blake Griffin aside would be a good pickup that is doable? Not the oh, if we you know make water in the wine, all of a sudden somebody comes walking through the door kind of deal. But like somebody who might not be a name that if you're not really scouring the the wires, you really know who do you think, Sleep. So it's going to be names. None of them are going to be, you know, shockers. It's it's if would Otto Porter mm. come to the Lakers? Right. Would are there three and D type of players that feel like? I mean, Malik Monk was one of the few bright spots I thought last year. Uh, Malik yeah. Monk came to the Lakers, and if he gets a contract for two or three years and he's making ten million a year, I wouldn't be surprised. Like if he gets that somewhere else, and I think Malik Monk can. Thank the Lakers that even though it was a bad season for the Lakers, Monk actually capitalized on 41 nationally televised games. You know what I mean? Like he was able to showcase his skill set for if if he was on the Sacramento Kings, maybe he doesn't get that contract because they're just not on national TV. So I think it has to be somebody strategic, a three and D type of player. I mentioned Otto Porter only because we'll see if he you know resigns with the Golden State Warriors. But it's not going to be a name where you and I are sitting saying, yep, Lakers got the guy. They just don't have – they literally don't have the ability to do that unless they were to trade Russ. And I don't know if that – it sounds like every day that goes by, the likelihood of Russ getting traded gets less likely. I wanted Kyrie to come here so bad. Oh, bro, I'm with you. So bad. By, by the way, forget the 
tell me when you say you wanted Kyrie to come here, did you want it because there's a microphone in front of you and you think it's going to be incredibly no, exciting? I think it was both. It was both basketball and I'm with chaos. You. The chaos. basketball part of it I thought would have been, now granted he's got to play all that stuff, but Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis – and I know there's. I'm what still are we talking seeing, about here? Yeah, that's an I, NBA Jam level. You know what I'm saying? Uh, combo right here. Kyrie Irving is a fantastic basketball player, and I actually honestly believe Kyrie Irving probably. I think at this point of his career, we can say the best basketball player when he plays with LeBron James. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's that's real at this point. You can't say, oh, well, he did this there, he did that there. He ain't done squat else nowhere else. You know what I mean? But. With LeBron, I thought that could really be something. It, it, you know, I guess there's still possibilities for trades. Yeah, I saw that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sort of there's a lot of cockamamie stuff that may go down. But I'm actually kind of bummed out that that didn't happen. Yeah, I, I, it's it's funny because Monday there was just enough chatter where I'm like, is this going to happen? Right. And then, you know, 4 p.m. hits and it's like, all right, well, that ended that. You know, whatever it was, but it ended up signing that contract. Yeah, I've seen Brian Windhorse a couple different times say, look, it's not dead, and what he's trying to say by it's not dead, you needed Kyrie to opt in and you needed Russ to opt in to do a sign-and-trade. Yeah. Uh, or no, I'm not sign-and-trade. You could actually just do a regular well, trade Well, you could now. do a regular trade in that situation, but he would have needed to – yeah, the way the opt-in worked differently for the sign-and-trade for Kyrie. But they, they that there's still a chance – and this is the one thing that I, I, I stick to, and I, I don't mean to – you know, bury this for Laker fans out there because I'm not trying to give you hope. I don't think anything's going to happen there. Um, I don't see why the Brooklyn Nets would, A, either take Russ's contract or, B, try to find a third team to help the Lakers and lose Kyrie. I don't think it's in their best interest. Part of it also because KD is still there. So I don't think that's going to happen. I tend to agree. You don't trade away your greatest players in attempts at getting better. That just doesn't make sense. Okay, um, don't answer this because I feel like when I ask the question, you're going to answer it. Um, when we come back, would it be crazy if Clay and Kershaw got to start the All-Star game at Dodger Stadium? Just relax there, Clinton. Take a deep breath. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. Stay right here. This is a Travis and Sliwa show on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com as we do. This is tradition on the non-award-winning Ashley days. Uh, Emily, you got a bonus one there? Oh, yeah. I actually got two bonus ones, so I'm, I'll, okay. do them, I'll do them both, and you guys can answer them how you want. The first one's going to go to both of you. Okay. So this is from Jacob in the OC. Hashtag Ashley. In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? In 40 years? Yes. I'm 41 years old. So in 40 years, I'll be dead. Um, hey, who knows? I, I, who knows? I don't, I mean. We've got great, great medicine question. coming here in the next 20 years. That's, a, that's true. It's a good question. We're going to 140, Clinton. I'll bet you what it's going to be is, like, I think that we're in the last vestiges of, a like, a non-metaverse, like, life. I bet you mm. in the next 40 years, it's going to be, the metaverse is going to be something that's more so, 
like you've got to get into the metaverse to buy anything anywhere. You know, the idea of the mall is going to just go away in a certain way. And I don't think that that's a good thing. Trust me. I go to the mall all the time. I love the mall. Like how people don't use cash anymore. Like exactly. Like that. that's it. Yes. Very similar setup. Like there's going to be certain exchanges that you just can't get certain things unless you are somehow played into the metaverse sleep. What about cars? Cars? Like the way like we have tra- vehicles? Yeah, like the way we have transportation today. It's a good point. Impossible that 40 years from now. Like that that world I feel like will be over. That's, that people you know, will be looking back at it saying, "What the hell were these idiots doing? Right. Were saying that Why were they pumping ago. gas? Why were they going to get an oil change?" Like, yeah, I, it's I, a good I, point. Yeah. I, I don't like miss driving my car at all. Taylor, you're right though, but like how I mean, now we've got electric cars that can drive themselves you know what i mean like yeah. if we if we fast forward to the next 40 years what what that becomes exponentially is flying who knows? cars flying yeah out. flying cars george jackson jane his wife Taylor, why you got to come <laughs> at what i said i thought it was very fair argument and more beef you shot it down unbelievable <laughs> taylor spicy this morning first words of the day <laughs> 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 all right i have one more left for you yeah. guys it's from darren pollock and he says uh What's the most times you've rotated a fitted sheet before getting it to fit on your mattress? A- hashtag Ashley. Uh, at least, at least six, which is scientifically impossible because you really only have to do it, I think, three times before you get it right. Probably even two. Uh, but I got it inside out. I got. It. I mean, the whole thing is just jacked up. It's a two-person job. That's the number one thing. Could you be need three to people. Could be, about, could be three no, people. No, it's a two-person job. So the amount of work you have to do when you simply add a work <laughs> partner, it makes things a hundred percent easier, y'all. Trust me. So quickly, by the way, um, I have sort of an asleep, but this is about everybody here and the promotion that we mentioned earlier that I'm very excited about, um, Mr. Sliwa. Yep. What position are you going to play in the softball game, bro? Uh, where do you need me? I think I, I, I we're okay. Prefer, so I've, I, I've, I've gone through staying the, in the infield. Okay, I've gone. I think we need you at third base. Okay. I think that's where we need you. Can you handle yeah. that? You can yeah, handle I I the can. hot corner. Okay, so yeah, I think I can. Emily's going to be balls never hit to me. Emily's going to be behind the dish. Uh, I said I'm going to be at first base, but I thought about this a little bit. Taylor, yeah. are you right-handed? Yes, I am. You you throw right. Yeah. So Taylor is a ex- big exponentially taller than I am. Yeah, that's a big target for us. And at us. that point, I, I, can, I can play short. I just didn't want to do that much moving around, but that might not be the smart move. Can but you I, do the splits, Taylor? I don't own a first base glove. I though. own two, so you're so. fine. He's got two of them, bro. Yes, so yeah, you're, you're fine. Good. All right, I just have to get another glove for myself because at this point, they're the only gloves I own, so that's a separate matter. I prefer playing third and center just at any time. I it just Without <laughs> any notice, I just go back Take and forth. Take off. Okay, so that gives us – all right, so let's say – Taylor's at first. Okay. Lindsay's at second. I talked with her about this. That means okay. you're at third. Perfect. So our infield is set, and Travis is obviously on the mound. This is a given. Mm-hmm. Um, the question becomes, who's in the outfield at that point? I think, I think we Are stick- we playing against listeners, or are they splitting up our squad? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like, like we should are, play is against it, listeners. Is it the whole 7-10 squad that's one team? Yeah, no, I think that's- Sales is going to be involved, too. Okay. Oh, okay. So All is right. it on-air versus Sales? We got to figure this out. Be. Yeah, we should. We, we need to figure this out. We need, some, get we need some ground. Yeah, we need some ground rules because this is very important to me. I can on see a lot Kate's. Of I can see Kate's wearing some really nice, like Gucci shoes. Kate's is a center field at shortstop. One hundred percent. Oh, that's true. Too. I could see him running in his really expensive work <laughs> shoes, taking a little bit of all of it. Okay. Speaking of uh, speaking of baseball. Yes. So. All-Star game coming up here in, what is it now, three weeks, something like that? No. Right around there? It's two weeks. July 19th, right? Yeah, I guess that is three weeks. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So, All-Star game coming up. It's going to be at Dodger Stadium. And I'm going to read off a quote here from Dave Roberts. All right? He said, 
if he goes, and he's talking about Clay and Kershaw, if he goes out there and continues to pitch well, let's pretend last night didn't happen, <laughs> I think it would almost be a no-brainer for him to start the game. We were doing our quick little prep call, which was probably six minutes because I spent the other hour and a half trying to just connect <laughs> when Greg was probably hyperventilating. Um, when I mentioned that to you, you thought it was crazy talk. Yes. So th- th- let me just set up the – let me set up – this is an exhibition game. Well, no, hold I'm, on. To be clear, let's, let's, just, let's just say quickly before you set it up because this matters. Yep. You said – you just asked me the question. I said, I'm sorry, do people actually think that this is something should, that should be done? And you said, <laughs> yes, said, yeah, Dave people Roberts. like his manager, Dave <laughs> Roberts. I was like, all righty then, so go ahead. <laughs> so, so I, listen, I, I, I'm not trying to diminish performances. I'm not trying to diminish – you know, not earning an opportunity to have such a it's it's a it's a great compliment to be able to start an all star game because being a star it's a great compliment just to be in the all star game, but obviously to be a starting pitcher. Yeah. So it's at Dodger Stadium. Clayton Kershaw, um, nobody needs to sit here and talk about his accolades and what he means to the Dodger organization. I think there's. I think we got to keep in mind. I'm not saying that Clayton Kershaw, if he was um, 0-7 this year and he had a 7 ERA, I'm not saying give him the ball and let him go out there and pitch in the All-Star game. But he has made a case that uh, still under a 3 ERA, even though yesterday almost went up one full, uh, one full point, um, he had a really bad outing yesterday, and it just didn't happen. I think he gave up six runs total. He struggled. To say that Clayton Kershaw would get the ball in that situation, do you think because it's an exhibition game and everything that he means and it's at Dodger Stadium, does it kind of take away from other people's opportunities? Do you think it would be crazy to have him? And I'm talking about he has a couple more good starts before the All-Star game actually comes around. So two things. Number one, yes, I think it would be crazy. But I think it for different reasons. I I just – so Dave Roberts said this was a no-brainer in his opinion. Like I don't, I, I, am I missing something here? Like I, I get it, I understand Kershaw's value to the franchise, but I, I think that, I think where Roberts is coming from here is a little bit of a kind of a misunderstanding about what the All Star Game is. Like the All Star Game is not a personal. He's never started an All Star Game, as Emily points out. He's never started one. He's been here forever, but five and two. Under three ERA. The only thing I will say, he hasn't. The problem, as, as far yeah, as the amount of starts, that's he hasn't an issue. Had that many. And, mm-hmm. and my thing is also, it'd be one thing if the guy who should be starting in this game wasn't on your team. That's the reason why this is particularly difficult. Is that Gonsolin has had a lights out season, and he's another guy on the staff. It'd be one thing if somebody from. I don't know the Padres sure. or wherever Musgrove was yeah, having a, a great season. Sure, yep. but like. For to, to pass up somebody on your own home team, to give it to somebody just because he's never gotten it before and they happen to be at home, I, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It, it just doesn't. It sure would be nice. I wouldn't have a problem if Clayton Kershaw came out there. But to me, that's not, that's not what the All-Star game is. It's not just about personally rewarding guys because they happen to be on their home field and haven't done it before. That's, that's, that's a personal opinion. I mean, I, I think Kershaw is a guy that represents the game as well as anybody, but mm-hmm. outside of Dodger America, Kershaw's not some monster star. 
either. You know what I mean? He's a Dodgers star, and he's an excellent pitcher. So in the context of what is an all-star game more nationally, I, I just I don't know that I agree with Doc on that one. You know, I, th- this actually, and you can hit us up on Twitter on this one. I, I want to I get Dodger fans' thoughts on this. At Clinton Yates, at Alan Sleeve. Mm-hmm. Because I think the point you bring up about what Gonsolin has done this year. Listen, Tony Gonsolin has got the best ERA. I don't know if it's in baseball or the NL, but he's 158 is ERA. Right. He's 9 and 0 this year. You can say that Tony Gonsolin up to this point of the year, I'm I'm not going to be dramatic and say he saved the Dodgers, but if Tony Gonsolin was 4 and 5 and we weren't really we were just expecting Tony Gonsolin just to be an average pitcher like I think a lot of people thought he'd be coming into the season, he's been arguably the best pitcher and because he's been that good it's the reason why the Dodgers are still sitting where they are. It's the reason why they're still on top of the NL West. He's the reason why they're right there with the New York Mets. Would you rather see a, a guy, because it's Clayton Kershaw and he's had a good enough season to make a case for, and Dave Roberts said it could be a no-brainer, would you rather see the the Clayton Kershaw piece of this getting the ball to start an all-star game at, at uh, Dodger Stadium, or, you know what? Tony Gonsolin's rocking the uh, the Dodger blue. He's had an incredible season. Would you be more proud to see Gonsolin in that spot? Because he's kind of came out of nowhere, and he certainly deserves it. You can hit us up on Twitter on that. But, uh, Clint, it's a good point that you made. It's not like there isn't another representation right. on the Dodgers. Right. And I think also this is a situation where, because of exactly what you mentioned, Slee, Gonsolin is the stopper at this point in terms of where he lies in the pitching staff in the rotation. Dude might just want the rest. If Gonsolin just doesn't want to throw the All-Star game, fine. Then you give it to Kershaw. But I think you've got to defer to the dude who's been the reason why, frankly, Dave Roberts is coaching in that game at all. Well, this uh, I think this what unfolds here over the next couple of weeks, let's put it this way. If Kershaw, as long as he could avoid the Colorado Rockies, or at <laughs> least uh, actually the Dodgers, as long as they could avoid the Colorado Rockies— yeah. Um, it won't be much of a conversation unless, uh, you know, obviously he has a few more good starts. And let's see if Gonsolin can close out between now and the All-Star break, finish out this unbelievable start to the season. All right, Factor Cap is coming up next. We have to get to the bottom of an issue in the group chat this morning. So that's coming up next on the Travis and Sleeva Show. Stay right here, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
I really hope I don't have to provide my own glove for this softball tournament because I definitely don't have one. We can and, make a trip. We can go yeah. to like play it against sports and buy gloves. Yeah, I, I'll buy I'm gloves always, for everybody who needs one. If we do, I that. always right go now. barehanded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love to do that because actually I need to get another infield glove, and I don't know that I'm going to have time or interest enough to break that thing in in the next three weeks. So mm. that's doable. Yeah, so we're, we're going to see how that goes for me. But so in a group chat this morning, uh, I shared uh, that there's going to be or who I can't remember who shared it, but there's going to be a seltzer that is oh I did oh. about uh, hot dogs, wow, hot dog flavored <laughs> seltzer. So hot dog yep. water, lovely stuff. We'd love mm. to see it. So um, sounds I, delicious. I mean, so refreshing. <laughs> so I'm going to say the statement, and then I know Clinton's <laughs> going to be very passionate about it. So Glizzy is not a good name for a hot dog. Clinton, factor cap. First of all. Glizzy is a great, not, what is it, cap? Yes, that, what you're saying is cap, because you added the not. Glizzy is the best word for a hot dog. I don't know, like, if that's just a D.C. area thing, if nobody's ever heard that, but, like. Makes call it him, comfortable. Call him Glizzy's my whole life. You know what I'm saying? And it's just funny. I, and separately, though, and this is more important than the Glizzy conversation, <laughs> the only things that need to be flavored like hot dogs are hot dogs, oh. not other things. Oh, completely disagree. Come completely on, completely disagree. Not water, not anything else. This is this like grosses me out to the point that like I don't we need feel like, like talking a, about it because it makes my throat feel bad. Like you know? a cereal hot dog. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Like something that you can wake up in the morning to. Who doesn't want a nice Dodger dog in the morning with some a nice milk? morning glizzy? <laughs> so See, the glizzy, it's, funny. The, it's fun to say the glizzy thing. So this is. Should I know this? I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of on the internet. It's been more of an internet thing. I know, yeah. it, you know it's from your area, yeah, but it's kind, it's kind of, of more recently East Coast, been there. Mid-Atlantic thing, but it's sort of yeah. spread over the years to be like, you know, the glizzy gods. And I mean, the, everybody knows this. And the know? reason is because this seltzer is going to premiere at this glizzy fest. Got it. At the glizzy fest. Um, <laughs> glizzy is a sound, word that sounds let, let like, clean. it sounds like it should be a bad word, but it's not, which is kind of why it's fun to say. You know? I yeah, am trying time. to pretend like that sounds... Bro, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of, to have a hot dog flavored whatever yes, it is. Yes, thank you. Listen, I, I've never used Glizzy. I have a feeling in Southern California, born and raised, I have a feeling if I use that, I don't think people are going to know what I'm talking about. I don't about, think it fits you. I agree. Which I, makes me want know. to say it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll use it later in the show. Did you, did you miss that? She said a youth might know, as if somebody <laughs> non-ancient might have an idea of what That is Glizzy fire. That is fire. <laughs> That's funny. Taylor, what about you? I don't think hot dog's a good name for a hot dog. That's a good point. Let's go with Frank. Fra- like Frank so. Yeah. I agree. Actually, that's a good point. Sometimes, you know, I'm eating a hot dog and my rookie, my rookie want a hot dog. He gives me a look like, bro, why would you say that? And I, I'm with him. The hot dog is not the proper, proper use of a hot word. Hot dogs don't work for hot dogs is what you're getting at? Yeah. All right. Very well. By the way, <laughs> I say this all the time when this comes up. The mm-hmm. reason why a hot dog is not, is not a sandwich is because without the bread, a hot dog is still a hot dog. Let's move right along. Okay, wait, real quick. Yeah, Did you have you had? had <laughs> Travis uh, went to a Dodger game maybe a month ago or so, and yes. I was telling him, "Bro, get back in there. Just have a Dodger dog." And I think he did, and he said that yeah, it's still really not that good. Are you on this world of you won't have a Dodger dog? And you, you, I, if I'm going to a game, I'm having a I'm having a hot dog. Were you here when I walked in with those? pounds of meat that i was given from a listener who ended up being a friend who was listening shout out to my man jeff from when you say pounds of meat smithfield yeah. when yeah. you say pounds of meat i'm just thinking morales with his two pounds of bacon okay so Gl- not that glizzy's all over I'm the place thinking. no yeah. not that right not that so those came from smithfield who is the parent company of farmer john who used to make the dodger mm. dogs so mm. 
Not that I have any major brand loyalty, but I know the difference. You know what I'm saying? So as a result, no, I'm not just getting a dog just because. I, you know, I can tell the difference in my glizzies. You okay. know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> Some nice wieners. Yeah. All right. So um, a video was going viral um, about a dad who uh, his children, his daughter was having a sleepover and they were playing with the Ouija board upstairs. And so he decided to switch the breakers and turn off all the lights in the in the house. Ooh, so just move. to freak out all the kids. Good yes. So, uh, but I'm not one to mess with spirits. So <laughs> you would never play with a Ouija board. Alan, Patrick Cap. That's Cap. I think I'd play. I think anytime you have a certain amount of liquor in you, you're willing to do things that maybe you wouldn't do if you were not intoxicated. But the okay. thing is, I'm going to be very respectful to the ghosts out there, to the spirits out there. The spirit community? Yeah, the spirit community. Because I think <laughs> if you walk in disrespecting them, you might have something coming for you. And I wouldn't do that. And I'm pointing that out now because you don't know. Maybe there is a spirit or two listening. I want them to know that I am very respectful towards their community. Yeah, you got a lot of ghosts voting for Ashley, apparently. But no, that's a joke. When <laughs> <Boom> roasted. <laughs> um, look at Ouija board. What the hell was that, bro? That's your second one. I know. <laughs> Listen, hold on. What's going on here? It was just funny. I don't know. It came to mind. Ghosts voting. No, no real votes. Anyway, I think the Ouija board, to connect some things that we've talked about, I, I need like a I need that thing to get updated. Like it, it just doesn't do it for me. Maybe Ouija in like the, the metaverse. App. You know what I'm saying? I need the app. Yeah, I need something that's a little bit more modern than just Dad threw the breaker and that one loud kid is the one trying to make sure that we spell out his old dog's name. You know what I mean? Like I need a little bit more variance in what I'm doing. That aside, I'm with you on this, Slee. I don't mess around with the spirits. No, yeah, yeah. The, that's, the, that's the paranormal, a... the supernatural. Come I have on, a healthy respect. Come on. For the ghosts of the world, this is out a there given. In the streets, this is a given. I mean, the, the, yeah. the amount of respect Clinton and I have for the spirits out there, we just want to reiterate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do not come scared check me when already. I'm sleeping. I'm I don't need that already. You know, the force is strong over here, and I'd like to keep it that way. All right, Taylor, what about you? I've played with the Ouija board or two in my time. Uh, I don't know how much uh, truth there is behind it. I don't what know. else can you do in Iowa? <laughs> There's a lot. There's children in the corn. Yo, so I gotta also say, like. I mean, Ouija boards, what a run these things have had. Yeah, they have. Being Centuries. basically a total right. scam on some level. You know what nope, I mean? they're like, real. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, it's hey, unbelievable hey, relax. to me. Don't mess relax, up the bro, don't say that. Unbelievable to me that this thing is still going in 2022. When were, when were Ouija okay, boards isn't it? isn't it similar? Like, let me give an example. Monopoly. Like, there's certain things that still get a run today. Can't they kind of fall into that category? No, that, well, okay, look. Monopoly is a game you play against other people. I don't even know what Ouija boards even do other than you break they them out. They conjure spirits. <laughs> they spell out words. <laughs> they spell out words. Okay, sure. Yeah. And like, they also get reused a lot in, like, scary movies and stuff. I think that's really what it keeps it going is, like, its usage in media. Um, you know what we're not going to be doing in 40 years? Ouija boards. All right? That's I don't what know. we're not going to be doing. Coming. That might be coming. <laughs> that might be staying with us. All right. So uh, I sent this to you guys this morning. So Bed Bath Beyond is, cons- is turning off AC in stores Genius. to save money. So – Put yourself into a uh, a frugal person's shoes. So you're yep. down on your money. You're trying to say you're trying to save some pennies here and there. Mm-hmm. AC is the last thing to get uh, pushed aside. Taylor, factor cap. I live in a house without AC. Got the, right there in Torrance with the sea breeze, so it's it's perfect, perfect weather. Can't complain. Yeah, try living in uh, Chino <laughs> with, <laughs> with, without right. that AC. Try living in San Bernardino <laughs> in the middle of the summer. Yeah, Clinton, you, what about you? Uh, get out to the Inland Empire. Tell me if you're still doing um, that. Wait, what, what's what's the actual question here? AC is the last Ouija, thing you'll be able to do. Do you have a Ouija about. board? 
Uh, AC, that's fact. Because let me tell you something. Again, once again, I get to the mall a lot. I do a lot of retail big box shopping for my goods. I don't like a lot okay. of stuff coming to my house. I don't need a whole ton of things that I can otherwise Old buy school. on the shelf. I like that. Old I'll school. go get it. Mm-hmm. Bed Bath & Beyond is like Thunderdome. Okay, there are people in there that are slinging those coupons around all over oh, the yeah. place. The returns oh, yeah. line is always a situation mm. because folks take it seriously. They've got a diversity of products that is on 10. Last thing I want to do is be mixing it up in a bed, bath, and beyond with no AC when there's knives and all sorts of ropes and all sorts of things all over the place and something breaks out. No, the environment there is just a little too charged for me to think that you're going to go well if it's just hot to death in there. Absolutely not. This is bad for business. Clint, have you ever gone to one of those gyms that have one of those like big fans? Yes. Those like huge fans, right? Have we got a couple of fans? Everything's okay. Right. We're We're trying to cut costs here. Trying to save a little bit of money. I think the experience is definitely going to be a little bit different. Maybe we dim the lights a little bit. I'm, <laughs> listen, I could be frugal. Break out the Ouija board. If we <laughs> could find ways, I'd love to meet with the SoCal representative of Bed Bath & Beyond. Let's kind of brainstorm a little bit here. Do they Maybe the AC doesn't have to go down to 68. Maybe we could get it up to 72, something along those. Can we find a middle ground here? Right. Taylor, good call. Do they sell fans? Is that of the Beyond? Just turn, just turn, <laughs> just turn on all the fans. I mean... Also, hello, are there not items in Bed Bath & Beyond that need to be stored in a cool, dry place? Like, last time I checked, that's what happened. No, I don't the think so. There. Like they what? sell, like, shampoo and stuff like that. Oh. Like, you know you what I mean? Like Shampoo in a warm place. Don't put your toiletries in the fridge in the shower. No, it's not in the shower. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, man. I don't like hey, the can idea. Can you grab me a beer and my conditioner? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the idea of the products I put in my body being stored in hot temperatures. All, there, all through there, the night. I don't. There are a few things that you're passionate about. I was unaware that this is one of those that you're very passionate about. I go hard about. for Bed Bath & Beyond, bro. AC is also very necessary. Well, AC <laughs> is the most important. In, in, it, it, listen, refrigeration is the most important invention in the history of humankind. Let's Agreed. be real about that. Okay? Come on. What are we talking about? I, I, do, right. I, I do find it kind of funny that the Ouija board and the <laughs> – like there's certain things that I think you click on. And these two, I'm, 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 I'm very uh, – I'm much more educated on that Listen, now. Listen, the people of 710 know I got a lot going on in this noggin of mine, all right? Some of it's weird. Some of it's smart. Some of it's stupid. But it's all there. All of it's passionate. So I'm happy to share it. Exactly. All right. So I got one last one for you guys. So a couple uh, tattooed each other after they said their vows at the wedding. So uh, I know the two of you are in uh, committed relationships. Taylor, you're single. But put yourself in the shoes of someone getting married. Okay. If your partner asked you sincerely to get a shared tattoo on your wedding day, you would do it. Alan Fettercap. Uh, Lady Slee, listen, um, very excited to spend the rest of my life with you. I love you very much. Uh, we are not getting tattoos. We are not getting matching tattoos. Uh, I, I'm not uh, – I wouldn't do it. First off, I know she's not a fan of tattoos, so I don't think I have to worry about that. But I'm not opposed to somebody else doing it. If you want to do something, it's just I, – I don't know. For me, I don't think it's necessary, but some people really like that stuff. Clint, as an example, Travis and I were talking on Monday – about people with face tattoos, how we just want to stare at them because they have a face tattoo, but then we're scared because they have, they a, have face a face tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. So we didn't know where to draw the line, and we took a couple calls on that. That really didn't help us. But that's my view on the relationship tattoo. Um, this is a 100% fact, and I'll be truly honest here. 
if the woman I loved wanted to marry me and commit to something as lifelong as a tattoo, I would be head over heels about that. I am a commitment and accountability guy when it comes to things. So this is absolutely in my wheelhouse, 100%. What if it was a neck tattoo? Neck tat, maybe. I'd have to be paid for that. <laughs> Taylor, what about you? Fact, I would do it, but I wouldn't want them to be matching. I'd do like a his and hers. I gotcha. That. Yeah. That's a good idea. And yeah. I would not let her do it. Also, the way you phrase this, yeah, you say they tattooed each other. That makes it sound as if so the, they're, they're they tattoo have artists. the gun. So oh, like they, okay. this, this is not their first tattoo. Okay. So it's also, you know, a little bit different for that. Well, that's, a, that's Clint, an important now, detail. Now, Clint, if you ask your girl, <laughs> hey, we'll tattoo each other, no, does it change the conversation? That changes the conversation drastically, yes. When you first asked it, I thought that was going to be the fulcrum of the question. But knowing that they're t- that they are tattoo artists, I changed things. All right, Emily, great factor caps right there. Um, Non-award winning factor cap from my understanding. Agreed. Non-award winning. Yeah, yeah that, one, uh, that one as well. We have a lot of non-award winning. Non-nominated winners. for that matter too. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've kind of hit Clinton with a few things that he's been very passionate about. And this one, again, another one that uh, Clint's passionate about. I'm not going to explain what it is, but when we come back, we're going to talk some more baseball. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Clinton Yates uh, filling in for Travis Rogers. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your morning. What up? Uh, Mason Island coming up next. Uh, so there was, Clinton, there was a uh, there was a couple days ago, and there was a little bit of a storyline to this. We know about the brawl that went on between the Angels and the Mariners. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is still a conversation, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm actually always interested when when some people love this kind of stuff, right? So, you know, when people post, and I hate watching this. You got a football game, and it's a Raider Charger game, and somebody wants to post a a fight that went on in the stands or something. Right. I I'm good. I don't need any of that stuff. Two drunks some wailing people, at each other, right? Yeah, two drunks wailing at each other in the first quarter with six minutes left to go. I'm just like, guys, we still got three more quarters left. Relax. <laughs> But some people like this stuff. Some people, you know, certainly, let's put it this way. If a brawl or a fight happens and it's on the field or it's on the court, you're probably leading off Sports Center. It's a conversation that a lot of us are going to have. What makes this one, I think, a little bit more interesting between the Angels and the Mariners. So the Angels pitcher, Archie Bradley, was placed on the 15-day IL list on Tuesday with a fractured elbow. Okay. So I guess he flipped over the railing at the dugout trying to exit to kind of start the brawl. You know, they always kind of jump over, which, by the way, for those who are able to kind of jump over that thing clean, respect. Yeah. Because for me, I would be three minutes late because I'm trying to go around. I'm waiting for traffic to die down. (laughs) It would take me a second. get off on the 110 before you Or, like, I put one foot over, and now I'm asking somebody else, hey, Shohei, can you help me kind of get over the thing? Yeah. Yeah, help me get over the whole thing. But put that to the side. He will reportedly be out at least four weeks. This is the second player that got injured. There was a player for the Mariners, their catcher. Um, he's put on the 10-day IL. 
I know you kind of had you, you were we, we chatted about this briefly and I kind of felt like you were your angle was a little bit different. You were upset about it. Kind of give me your background of what happened and then the results that are still coming out from this from this fight. OK, so look, you guys know that I'm a pretty hardcore baseball person. And part of the reason why I love baseball so much is not just because I like seeing guys hit homers or run bases or make snags, grabs or stabs. It's because the internal interaction of a baseball game is something that's very interesting to me. And everything about how this brawl happened I just thought was massively embarrassing for baseball. For those who don't know, it was about 10 days ago when they were in Seattle um, that Justin Upton got beaned in the head. And it was an ugly play, and it kind of spilled over, but not really. Nobody really did anything. And then when by the time they get back they to Anaheim— They keep receipts in baseball. They keep receipts in baseball. Mm-hmm. So by the time they get back to Anaheim— some things kind of go sideways, and this team is pl- these two teams have played each other like eight times in the last two weeks. Like they had been very familiar with one another. Mike Trout gets thrown at, and then everybody starts looking around, like, "Hey, what's going on?" A couple other things go back, and, and he's forth. thrown at twice, twice, both times missing at and the head. It's it's yeah, it's above the chest. It's above and, the chest, and, and Trout comments on it post. He comments on it post game. The next game. The Halos send in a guy, an opener, first ever start in the bigs, basically just to bean somebody else. Now, for me, that's where, as a league and as umpires, you've got to know what you're dealing with, Slee. You know what I'm saying? If a team hasn't done that all year, they've never started a guy for one or two innings and then just kind of moved on. We've seen teams do this against the Dodgers. We've seen teams do this all over the place in the playoffs. Midseason game, for that to happen, you're the umpire crew. You're thinking, okay. He throws behind somebody. Something fishy going on. Something right? fishy going on. He throws behind somebody and nobody gets tossed. And you're like, look, you could have ended this. So that's mm. one part of this that mm. makes me genuinely upset. Umpires that could have done something that didn't do something. Next thing you know, it turns into a whole brawl. And the reason I have an issue with this is because, like, I'm sorry. Fighting is just not that cool. Like, I'm there to watch the guys play baseball. I understand that people are like, oh, man, that was a real brawl. But, like, when you got Tony Rendon out there, guy's got a busted throwing arm, mushing guys in the face of the left arm. I'm thinking to myself, what are we doing? This is embarrassing. You guys are grown men. You know what I mean? And we're, fire, you know, we're firing shots back and forth over beanballs. Scott Service, the manager of the Marlins, I mean the Mariners, was in the pile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what this, you know, like, I don't know, man. There's just certain things to me that, like, the professionalism of the game is one thing. The rules of the game are another. But just you cannot have dudes beating each other up on the field to the point that they cannot do their actual jobs, which is playing baseball. I thought this was a bad look just for the game in general. Guys are screaming at each other and for the halos. I mean, come on. What happened to your season? A month ago, you had a guy trying to get a mohawk so he could motivate your players. Everybody's talking about how Shohei's the best thing on the planet, and now it's devolved into this nonsense with guys mm-hmm. jawing at each other across the diamond. I just, I, I don't like it, man. Not a well, fan. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. This is, you know, just kind of a an NBA example because I think the NBA there was a point they had an issue in the league. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not saying that this is Major League Baseball, and I'm not trying to compare the two because I don't think on a night in night out basis this is happening. So I, I think what no. what went on between the Angels and the Mariners is more an outlier. It's not something that we're expecting on a game to game. Which is basis. why I don't think it was – I think it's ridiculous that it even got that far to begin with is my point. But go on. Where, right, where it could have been stopped. Um, do you remember back in the days – and I'm going to go more towards the 90s. Sure. 
the NBA was different. And I think there, were, there came a point where the league decided, look, this isn't good for our product. Right. Now, there might be uh, some people out there that, that love the fights. And you know what? ESPN carries UFC. There's some there really, really good fights. There are actual fights you can watch. Yeah. That are, that are actually, it's, it's planned. And <laughs> right. they come in with some theme music, and it's pretty exciting if you like that stuff. But I think the NBA had realized this isn't good for the product. This is really, you know, you, you also kind of got to keep in play, um, especially in basketball. Fans are so close. Anything can happen. What happens if, you know, obviously the meta, the Ron Artest back in the days and Steven Jackson, they go up into the stands. I'm not trying to compare any of this stuff, but what I'm trying to say is that when you feel like the league, and I thought the NBA was in this position before, they felt, hey, we got to do something about this. We got to prevent this very, very early on. What they started doing is saying, hey, if you're on the bench and you're not actually in the game and you come out during any of these, you know, any of these scuffles or whatever the case is, you're actually suspended for doing that. Right. Teams have lost playoff games because they were two feet in. I remember if you remember Phoenix Suns yeah. and the San Antonio Spurs and Amari Stoudemire. Right. right. But, like, they set these rules and standards that I feel like everybody just knows, okay, if I do this, there are some real consequences to it. And that doesn't mean guys aren't going to get suspended games or anything like that. But it's leading up to it happening, I think, that you could have more control over. And I feel like that's what you're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. And, and listen, half of the time these rules matter is to protect these guys against themselves, not just against each other. If you go flying over a dugout, fence and you can't even clear it to the point that you fracture your elbow yep like what are we doing man that is not even remote i get it you defend your teammates and so on and so forth but that brawl went on way too long there were secondary elements to it later because the umps couldn't get it together i don't like watching base i don't like going to a ballpark to watch guys fight i just don't think it makes sense and i'm not saying that you've got to be draconian on it but you saw some of the penalties slee you got interpreters getting suspended from Mm. games I'm sorry. What what what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like you got to figure something out here because that 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 just can't happen in my opinion. All right, and just one quick solution here. Um, maybe I'll get one of those little step ladders that just kind of <laughs> helps me get over the rail. Yeah, just go one you know foot because they got like the two steppers. Yeah, something no, that's I know. convenient, easy that you can just walk around. I've with. got a four stepper. I got it at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> hey, no air conditioning. All right, <laughs> we got a pretty interesting suggestion from one of our listeners for a new segment. Um, I don't know if that's a shot again at Ashley, <laughs> but we're going to do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN.